welcome all thanks to LD Mobile. This, as you know, is NBL Overtime. You can get involved anytime you like. Hashtag NBL Overtime. We have ourselves a champion and a short pre-season, off-season. We have ourselves a champion. We have the limited edition LD Mobile back screen here at NBL Overtime. You can't buy it. It's that limited. There's only one. It doesn't go anywhere else. But we've got a big show. A huge congratulations to Melbourne United and a man who did not have to get a Perth Wildcats tattoo. How you doing, my man? I'm very well. I don't have to get a tattoo. I don't have to fly out west. All is well on my on my side. NBL.com.au, the NBL app, all the NBL socials. Of course, we're in the free agency. There is no studs and duds, but there is a comprehensive breakdown by this man, Liam Santamaria. Who's in contract? Who's out of contract? All that and plenty more on paper. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Melbourne United, I got my phone. I got... The Tasmania Jack Jumpers on notifications. I'm waiting for my phone to light up. See what they get going. Yeah, right. We'll get to that very shortly, but let's kick start, of course, how it all played out. Game three is Melbourne United headed home to John Kane Arena. They needed only 40 minutes to lift that trophy. Boys, talk us through it because the Perth Wildcats were brilliant, but in the end, the title and the nets being cut down was all about Melbourne United. Yep, they got the job done. Uh, Chris Golding. Huge at the beginning, hitting three triples right out of the gate. Mitch McCarron had a terrific series. I loved the atmosphere. I was there in the building, uh, 5,000 fans. It was a beautifully kind of socially distanced crowd it because was. they were right up to the top of the stands. So the place felt, in a way, kind of full, which was a credit to Melbourne and their fans, and um, they created a big atmosphere. Scotty Hobson was massive in that third quarter. It was a perfect microcosm of what this team is all about. They had great star power in Chris Golding, Jock Landau, Mitch McCarron, and then guys coming off the bench who could make big plays. This was an enormous play inside the final minute. Shot clock winding down. Bang. Jock Landau, the grand final MVP. And look, this was the team we thought would win the title in the offseason with the guys they signed. Hats off to Dean Vickerman and the whole group on bringing it all together and getting the job done. Fantastic job. We knew what was going to happen, and they got it done, like you said, Liam. The guy stepped up who needed to. Chris Golden set the tone. Jock Landale finished. Uh, Scotty Hobson in that third quarter was big. But that five-minute mark when Jock Landale came back in, Perth was making a run. Mm -hmm. Perth, was, Perth was keeping it really interesting. Jock Landale came in, got some defensive stops on one end, and got buckets at the other end. So... That is exactly how you finish off and seal your fate and winning the championship. So much of what we've spoken about this year, we've mentioned them already. Golding, Landale, Hobson. Mm. Hobson, of course. We spoke about the fact that he struggled early in the year. He had some, obviously, injuries. He had to transition to a new team, the disruptions of not playing for so long. But you both mentioned it there. Golding's start was huge. Landale's finish was big. Hobson's third quarter. Mitch McCarron, who we'll get to very shortly, was outstanding as well. But this is what... Everyone around the world in big games expects from their superstars to stand up on the biggest stage, and they all did it in different parts well, on Sunday. I was particularly Friday. impressed with Chris Golding uh, to begin this game. Now, we, we spoke last week about what he'd done in Game 1 and 2, and he, he'd been big throughout the series. But it was reminiscent of Game 5 against Adelaide in that building in 2018, where to begin the game, Golding made a big statement to the opponents, but also to his teammates and the fans with plays like this to say... We're not losing this game. We're going to go out and get it. We're not playing to not lose. We're just going to go out and serve out the match. 
essentially, which is very hard to do, close out a series, and, and he made a big statement, and then Jock, of course, came to the party. We, we said right from the get-go he's going to punish single coverage. He did that throughout the series, and he did that throughout the year whenever he got the opportunity. And I was also really impressed with Mitch McCarron. I thought he, he had a terrific series as well. You saw the numbers about his assist-to-turnover ratio. They were historic numbers, and he did a great job finding his guys. And the unselfishness within that team, one of the leaders in assist percentage across the year in terms of playing a role, coming off the bench, playing limited minutes, moving the ball, um, was on display throughout this game as, a, as an example of what they did all year long. Hashtag NBL overtime to get involved. It in the end, and, and I was there as well, Liam, we spoke about being in the building. A lot of that Chris Golding off the top. We, we've spoken about how contagious his excitement and his emotional energy mm. helps not just the players on the court, but the people in the stands. And we had a much different feeling and a much smaller crowd as it's been well documented. But that's exactly what happened in the first two or three minutes when he did what he did. Friday night, likewise in 2018, the whole thing changed. And all of a sudden, it wasn't like, hey, they're sitting there waiting. It's like, bang, mm. there's the tip. Mm -hmm. Weird sort of energy because it's a smaller crowd. Next thing you know, everyone's up. They have a double-digit lead. Mm. And Perth, though, we've got to give kudos. Got anything else on Melbourne United before we get to the Wildcats? You give credit where credit's due. You know, we know Bryce Cotton isn't there. Mm -hmm. We know Mitch Norton is on one leg. You know, Clint Steindl injured. Uh, LT, Luke Travers, was injured, injured as well. And the way that team fought, shout out to Kevin White. Mm. I got respect for you, man. I don't care what happened last year. What you did this year, I got respect for you. I, I felt that... They fought. They, they fought did. their behinds off. It's, and it's not easy to beat a Wildcat team three consecutive times with or without Cotton. It's just in their DNA. Like, look at the work they did on the boards in that game. They gave you everything they could possibly give. Mm. Salute to that organization, that team. Kevin White, I got respect for you, dude. Three consecutive games, double figures. Never in his career has that happened. He came with it, man. That man is, I don't know if he's a free agent. He'll is. tell us in a second. He is. But the price done went up. <laughs> that that is why Trevor Gleeson's Coach of the Year. Because we went to a playoff and a finals. Yeah, they had to get through Illawarra, losing game one at home without the best player in the competition. We know that Trevor Gleeson is so incredibly talented. And we shouldn't be surprised. And in the end, we probably aren't. But the fact is that that is why he was able to get everything out of every play with injuries left, right and centre, including the major injuries you touched on with Cotton. But... They were, they were so, so tough. And we shouldn't be surprised. We aren't surprised. And they deserve every single pat on the back. I'm sure it hurts right now when you have the year that they had. They won the NBL Cup. They were great. We were getting psyched for a grand final series for the ages and it didn't work out that way. And unfortunately, that is sport. But they, they at some point, probably not now, as a franchise, will look back on this and go, my God, we were great. And they should. I think they probably feel that right now. Good, I mean, I yeah, they, so. they didn't have the MVP and the yep. league-leading scorer, and they were able to, every one of those games against a, just an incredibly talented team playing at a high level was a single-digit game, and mm -hmm. that's a real credit to them. You talk about Trevor Gleeson. I mean, I spoke about this a little while ago on the Huddle podcast. This is a really highly quality coached league. 
man, the coaches in Australia are world class. Trevor Gleeson is just an outstanding coach. That's why his teams win championships or in the mix year after year. Dean Vickerman down the other end, he had a different set of circumstances. He had just so much talent and to keep everyone completely bought in with their focus on all the right places, you know, Scotty Hobson, to have him willingly, happily playing the kind of role that that he played. You have Joe Lawala, chill, best six man. He's checking in as the ninth guy to get into the game for that team. He did a terrific job in his own right. And then you've got guys outside of that grand final series. The coaches right up and down the league are really, really good. Now, Trevor Gleeson's going to be here, right, next season. Mm-hmm. Now, he's under contract and mm-hmm. there was some Asia conversation not a couple of weeks ago. Not happening. Good. That's from a basketball fan here in the NBL's perspective. Anything else on the Wildcats before we move on and we'll go straight to coaches because... No, no, no. The Sydney Kings have got a new coach. <laughs> and, of course, when we're talking royalty in the NBA, this is oh, this is a royal family. Chase Buford is the head coach of the Sydney Kings. And I think they put it on the agenda pretty early. They wanted a high-profile NBA talent, high-level coach. It felt like it was going to be a coach from international. And then that's the way it played out. Now, we were going to play some vision of a rant that he went on a couple of years ago, but I got shut down. But uh, this is a great hire for the Sydney Kings, Liam. Well, yeah, I mean, congratulations to them. Like you say, this is the, the direction we expected them to go. They felt like they had something good in Will Weaver, bringing him over as a guy who's on the rise towards the NBA. You can kind of get a feel within that organisation. They're the kind of players that they want. That's the coach that they want. They want guys that are that are uh, on the rise to you know and trying to, to lift their career. And... Um, R.C. Buford's son. I mean, R.C. Buford is a great of all time Mm -hmm. in the sport in terms of administration and as a GM there with with San Antonio. This kid's been, this guy's been around the game his whole life, grew up around Tim Duncan and and those San Antonio Spurs organisations and um, he's going to be a part of the purple and gold and I'm interested to see how things go with him. I'm definitely interested to see who he brings in. Good luck to him. And again, look, Will Weaver came here, set the tone. Mm. You know, that's why it's important for grabbing international coaches and them having success. You trust where they come from. So, look, he's coming from that same route. So, good luck to you. You mentioned that, who who he might bring in. That's exciting because Andrew Bogut's... You know, now when he Poker got his now, hands all over things. Exactly. Listen, and it's he, going down. Ten percent ownership, <laughs> it runs through me. His ten percent is equivalent to like fifty-one percent. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing here, but he did say when the announcement a you know, month or so ago, he's like, I've had people hit me up straight yeah. up, NBA caliber players, and people hitting me straight up. So the fact is, between him and the new head coach, it is exciting as a basketball fan to see who they are going to one target and then bring into mm. Sydney to be a part of that playing roster, which we'll start with right now because Jarrell Martin, mm-hmm. we haven't seen the best of, which is scary for everybody else because he was exceptional when he had opportunities. We know he had some injury disruptions in the middle part of the year, but I'll start with you here, Homicide, because he has signed on that dotted line, and this is great news for everyone. This is great news because he is so talented, and yes, he came in late, right, and he's been injured. But when he's playing his best basketball, he is as tough as anybody in this league. He can shoot the ball from the three. He can create off the dribble. Shout out to Dane. Oh, no. <laughs> the deer master. It's, 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 always it's... dropping stuff in between. But anyway, back to the... Love and monsters. <laughs> back to uh, this young man right here. He's super talented, extremely humble. I think this is a great pickup. And to have him, mm. you got to remember, who's been injured all year? Yeah. Boom. Mm. He's back. Now you got 
what's what's the young fella's name? Sean Bruce? No, 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 no. Vasiljevic. Angus Glover, Xavier Cook. They're all going to be there. Xavier <laughs> Cooks. Xavier <laughs> Cooks to come back, right? Yeah. And then you have uh, St. Mary's, the big guy. Jordan Hunter. Jordan Hunter. Those three together. Yep. <laughs> that is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> we got there. Who he play for? Those three <laughs> is going to be ridiculous. I, ridiculous. Yeah. So, so, so to bring him back, there's already like, they're in sync. Look how they finished off the year. Imagine you have all three together, which you will, mm -hmm. the beginning of next year. I, That's a recipe for top four I, with I, those three. I do like the fact, too, alluded to this. It is short, short offseason. We, we don't know the exact date of when this whole thing's going to start in BL22, but mm -hmm. it ain't going to be 17 months like the last one was when we sat around. And so to, to get the dotted line signed knowing exactly what he has to be when he has to report in. I'm not sure if he's back in the States or where he is right now, but knowing that you're not toing and froing, I want more money, oh, here's this, or there's a Europe. Bang! You got him, and you can look to Xavier Cooks, you mentioned, perfect guy. Jordan Hunter already under contract. You know you can build that team, and I think that that's what clubs need to be doing ASAP. Yeah, it's not quite as rock solid as that because he's got those NBA outs, and he has a real determination to get a training camp deal and to play that out as long as it takes to get back to where he wants to be. So they have to, and they're very supportive of that is my understanding, they're going to walk that walk with him. Now, Cairns are going to be doing similar with Cam Oliver right now. The South East Melbourne Phoenix way back when did the same thing with Mitch Creek, but they're going to have to play that out. I, I do agree, but I also think there is a difference between battling other leagues for that signature. Everything's going to have an NBA out. When you've got NBA talent, you're going to have an NBA out. So there is a slot. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But you're also not sitting around waiting for his agent to go, yeah, but he's, he's, he's got this deal from Spain. We're trying to get that. So. No, I feel you. But we have yeah. also seen that go in the other direction. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, didn't end up in the NBA, but Scotty Wilberkin, the Cairns Taipans yes. re-signed him. Mm -hmm. They thought he was going to come back for the second year. He ends up elsewhere. They have to go in a different direction. So it's a little bit of a wait and see with Jarrell Martin, but certainly they have him on the books. South East Melbourne Phoenix go bang, of course. They were oh so close to making that grand final. Had the 17-point lead in Game 3 against the eventual champions already. Adnam signed, mm. Liafa signed, and the big one, Ryan Brockoff. Two-year extension. And we spoke about it last night on NBL Free Agency Watch as well, which you can get on the NBL socials each and every night over the next couple of weeks. But the fact is that they fully expect Ryan Brockhoff to be a much different player than the one that there were excuses for as to what we didn't see in this particular year. Yeah, I like it. And, and that's, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because he's going to have a chance to get right mentally, physically have a full preseason, come in knocking down shots, and they're going to be able to put their team together around him. Liafa and Adnan, we know the price went up. There was certainly interest from elsewhere, but they have been able to lock them in and bring them back. Continuity, the focus for the South East Melbourne Phoenix. But you know who was not on that list? Go on. Of contracted players. NBL overtime zone, Yanni Wetzel. Oh. That's, that's where I'm very interested to see how things play out because he's getting plenty of interest from elsewhere. Say it, man. Say it. The price. Hey. I mean, he played his ass off all year, and deservingly so. The price needs to go up. He's a rookie. You bit, look, you schooled me to the, to the young man way before he was signed. Mm -hmm. And um, he lived up to the hype, man. He had a great year, and his price would be extremely difficult to match mm -hmm. because there's going to be some big clubs going for him for sure. You know what I like about what Yanni Wessel's doing? He's, he's just doing it right. Mm -hmm. Signed a two-year deal. 
player option, second year, played really well, mm -hmm. showed everyone he's legit. It's like, yeah, I get it. Cool. I love this place. I love you guys. Let me just find out what my value is. Yeah. Let me not. Let me exercise. Let me opt out of that player option. Go and find out what the offers are, and we'll come back and we'll sit down and talk. That's how. That's how you do it. Bloody oath it is. Did a tap on the shoulder the other day. In fact, a text and a tap on the shoulder who suggested Liafa could start for the South East Melbourne Phoenix. They would need an import point guard. I was very, very shocked that they re-signed both back. They would need an import point guard. It worked this year. Keep the Sykes not injured. Mm -hmm. And a, even with him injured, they fumbled a whole lot of games they should have won. They could have easily went to second place. Yeah. I, I don't see that with Liafa. Mm. That's Cam Glidden. Mm. No, I, I, I would be surprised as well, but I was just interested because you're right, signing them both and so quickly, considering they're both backups without knowing exactly... Import point guard, Glidden, Brockoff, Creek, and a big. So no three, no three import? Yo, we can't say Glidden like it's just like that. He yes. needs to show up. Come on, man. He had a great year. Nah. He did. He, he had, had an he okay had a year. You ain't going to say great. Okay. No, you're, you're right. not going to say great. Oh, oh, he had a very great good year. Great is second team right. All-NBL. That's you're, great. You're right. I'll give you that. I'll he had a that. good year. Yeah, it, okay. was, it was average, to be honest with you. Wait. There was times he didn't show up. There was times he did. It wasn't consistent enough for me. If it was great for you all, that's all good. But for me, nah. I need more. He I'll, said great. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I need more. I'll give you that. Had a very good year. I need more. When he's playing at his highest, they're a much different team. But I, I need more consistent. I need more consistent. There was times nobody was hitting from the three if it wasn't for Sykes. You a sharpshooter. I need you more consistent. You want consistency? Cairns got some. I want work. consistency. Mm. Jawai, Natai, Ding, Noi. Mm -hmm. And of course, as we continue to push through with Cairns, we'll see how it all plays out with Mohamed King. I know I've, I've, yes, Jared, I apologize. Three-year deal for Mirko Jerric as well. Still haven't got a coach. But we've got a fairly consistent team the last couple of seasons, of course, 15, 16 months ago, went and fell one quarter away from making the NBL Grand Final. And that's where we sit right now. Cam Oliver under contract, as we know, and it's a similar situation to Martin. Scotty Machado under contract, so that's a big plus as well. Homicide, early thoughts on uh, the moves they have made re-signing these guys? Well, I'm interested to see why did Scott Machado go out west <laughs> to play NBL 1. I'm very interested in that. Because I'm sure there's plenty of teams in Queensland in NBL 1 he could have played for. <laughs> what's, what's the person who hangs out beside the Perth Wildcats office telling you about all of that? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I might have to call Scott and, and have a chat. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he's, un he's under contract, Machado. Well, I know I, I we need, like, we, yeah. Great signing back. Mm -hmm. We need him healthy for a whole year. Mm -hmm. We need them, him to come back with a defensive mindset and consistent play as well. This is year three coming in now. This ain't rookie year. This ain't year two. Yes, you have been injured, but your mind ain't injured. It's time for you to look at yourself in the mirror, get some accountability, and come back and play defense and play consistent basketball. Nate Jawai, of course, you bring big fella back. He did, he did a hell of a job when Cam, Cam Oliver left. Cam Oliver ain't coming back. Let me be the bearer of bad news if you actually believe what he just did in the NBA with three games that teams wouldn't be all over him. There's no way he's coming back. So you're going to need an uh, import center. Great to have Scott Machado on the roster. Everybody else well-deserved. They played hard enough to get re-signed. So, but defensively, your mindset has to be that coming in next year or it's going to look the same way it looked this year. Mm.
And, and that applies to Majuk Deng as well. Same thing. But Kawat Noi, I agree with you. He showed amazing signs in the preseason. We were looking at him as a candidate for most improved player coming into the year. And then and things kind of fell away. Even before the injury, highly inconsistent. Not bringing it at the defensive end. He needs to come in and take a leap. Take a Findelaney type leap. Take, take a leap that, that says, you know what, I'm coming into year three as a pro. I'm very comfortable in these surrounds. But I tell you, I put in the work during the offseason. I'm defending. He needs to be an elite rebounder from the small forward position as well. He has the ability to swoop and collect boards and then be a knockdown guy from long range and come in and take a big, big leap next season. Are we close on a coach? <sighs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. I mentioned some names last night. Adam you Ford, did. CJ Bruton. Hopefully, I mean, they, they need to get that guy in place right now because, look, some of those decisions were, were pretty kind of obvious mm -hmm. choices to make. But from there, in terms of imports and the like, need to have the coach in place. All right. Last team to do what the Jack Jumpers are trying to do, South East Melbourne Phoenix. had signed Mitch Creek a long way before free agency started as their marquee player. He was obviously in a different situation, not in the NBA at the time. But were you surprised that it was so quiet? Day one, they're getting ready to enter the league. We're not that far away and still we continue to watch. Well, not only did the Phoenix sign those guys from mm -hmm. elsewhere in advance of free agency, Creek, Madgen, I think Kendall Stevens as well. They made a splash on day one. I think it was Ty Wesley, a couple of other names, and they went bang. Made a big statement. We are for real with what we're doing, putting this team together. It's been awfully quiet from the Jack Jumpers. And look, you know, you, you go after Nick Kay, you go hard, he goes to Japan, you miss out, fair enough. It's not like they've just been sitting on their hands. But it's time to get some things done. A bunch of guys have been re-signed, key guys that they would have had their eyes on. Now there's some big fish in the water and they need to catch some of them. Who is the biggest fish then? I think McCarran and Will Magna are those two big guys right now. Have they spoken to those two guys? I'd like to see, I would love to see those two from a, from a jack jumpers perspective, from a get out there and get a couple of key guys in free agency perspective. I would love to, like to see that. And I, and I get a sense that Will Magne is having a look at Mitch McCarron and going, I kind of like the idea of, of teaming up with him. So the thing with Mitch McCarron is, and I, I think this year's a perfect example, if you can get a, a, an Australian point guard, <laughs> it gives you such a huge advantage because then all of a sudden you go, and we spoke about this with Bryce Cotton, he becomes naturalised and it opens up so many different avenues. If you're able to get Mitch McCarron, if he for whatever reason, chooses to leave Melbourne United, mm. then all of a sudden you've got... You mentioned the import point guard for the Phoenix. It's a point guard league, like majority of basketball leagues around the world. And if you've got an Australian who is your lead guard, your avenue's a lot different. So I think he's the number one guy out of every single team. Jack Jumpers, of course, are a part of that. But we, you know, we've got number one ticket holder here. <laughs> you what nervous? I'm not nervous because when you're the new guy coming in, you have to wait to see what those other players, who you want, that's already attached to teams. So if you're a new team, I'm playing for you, mm -hmm. you may want me, my value's just going up because you want me. What do you think they're going to do? Mm. No. What can you do then? <laughs> Back to the drawing board. So you better believe Scott Roth is down there attempting to make plays happen. Mm. Like he offered Liafa. Mm -hmm. Nice salary. Liafa was like, no thanks, I'm good. Mm. I'd rather stay here. 
So these are the things that's happening. Other guys that he's going for, okay, yeah, they went for Nick K. Would have been a huge splash, right? That's no thanks. I'm good. Yeah. So it's literally like a lot of times when starting from absolute scratch, you actually got to hope the big name you go for is willing to want to come and help recruit. Mm. Some guys that are talented, they're going to be like, who's on your team? You don't know who's on your team? Why would I go down there and be the first guy there and you have nothing? Mm. It's not enticing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like the bag is like, all right, here's a million dollars. All right, bring whoever you want. That's not the case. So when you're building from scratch, it's tedious. It's very, very difficult. Oh, it's really hard. And that's what very, very difficult. Hard. The Creek signing was that so, was huge. It was so huge. Yeah. Then everyone's like, well, how? If Creek is there, okay, we're gonna have a go team. This is a team. Right. Now they're in the final. They're a game away from a grand final series in their second season. Um, and the other thing that makes it a bit tricky is those two guys, McCarran and Magne, who you could see from a little bit out, like they were gonna be the you know big fish and big names in this free agency period, went right down to the end as grand finalists. Yeah, and it's not a two-week gap between the end of the grand final and free agency like it usually is. It's twenty. It's forty-eight hours, so that made things, I think, particularly tough as well. I, I do. I agree, but these conversations have been happening already. So it's not like, hey, we haven't chatted to Mitch McCarron's agent or Will Magnay's agent. I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I can't even stress how hard it would be to be in the situation where the jack jumpers are, but it's yeah. not like they didn't they're, they're, have any type of conversation. While those conversations aren't supposed to be happening, some teams, my understanding is mm -hmm. that there are some teams around who were this year were like, play by the rules. Oh, good. You know, wait till the pre-action. I, I would like not to everybody. Think, I would like to everybody. think that actually happens. And then you have some players. Then you have some players. And, and I would mm -hmm. say Mitch McCarron is probably in that basket. I don't know for sure. Who are, you know what? I'm just, I can't have that conversation now. Focus on what's in front of I'm me. I'm trying to win a championship right here. Just to clarify, I don't think Mitch McCarron's been talking to the Jack Jumpers mm. at all. But I think his agent, who I don't even know who his agent is, would Modern. be, there you go, would be doing... At least well. the early conversation. Or at least the, hey, man, how you been? Oh, yeah, mate, we'll see what happens when the grand final is done. That's... You disagree? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. It, I tell you, though, that... I, I, I can't wait to see who they... They need to go bang, 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 couple of big names, whether it's Hodgson, McVeigh, yeah. Magnate, who they get, and then start putting that team Also, together. also want to just point out here and clarify, I'm, Mitch McCarron's the name we're using. I think that happens with a lot of different players around right. the league and, and agents, all the rest of it. All right, you ready for this? What? Well, you might not be all that happy about this. <laughs> Come on, man. But firstly, talking Mitch McCarron, JD Sports, the undisputed king of trainers. Have a look at that. That's Mitch McCarron rolling them out. I like the old school black look with the black sock. It looks old school and it can be somewhat deceiving because you're rolling, you would know this, man. You're rolling the rock, Rucker Park with black and black. You just assume the guy can't go. Next thing you know, he's just dropping dimes and dunking on your head. This is what Great I like freeze. to see. Those are dope. <laughs> Cam, when did you last roll into Rucker Park? Funnily enough, black shoes and black socks, and uh, I didn't get a game. Either way, <laughs> that is this a JD a... sneaker of the week. But this, this is what you might not be happy about, Liam, because oh, you know that the goodness. Jordan 4s are the greatest shoe of all time. Yes, they are. And JD have the heat for you this week, the uh, Air Jordan 4 white Oreo. Oh, they flip my. on the off-court Oreo colorway. They drop back in 99. This is amazing. 
They are Limited edition pair. You've got to get ready. They're available tomorrow from JD to copy your pair. And for Look all release that. information, yeah. head to jd-sports.com.au. You better have the app and you've got to get the shoe. Now, the reason that I'm not 100% sold on Liam being excited, even though that is the greatest shoe They're in the world. Shoes. Oh, damn, Liam. Yeah. I know. We Isn't need it a good fitting balls. into regular sizes, man, and being able to get some? You feel for me? What's, what's it like? Those are your favourites. Your favourite fours. Yeah. So it's, it sucks, you know what I mean, for you. Okay, we'll make some, let's make something happen. happen. Come on, JD. <laughs> well, I, I've never told this story. We were at Vegas a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and we were on the court, or right next to the court, and Shaq walked past, and he looked down at Liam's <laughs> foot, and he's like, damn, they had the same size foot. <laughs> no. <laughs> I no. couldn't believe it. <laughs> nah, come on, they are beautiful shoes. How do you get them? What do you do? What size are you, 14? Yes, sir. I'll make some calls. Good man. <laughs> I'll make, I'll make some calls. <laughs> do, you, do, you know what, do you know what Liam's kids do with his shoes oh, after he's go. finished with them? What? Use them as a raft on the local <laughs> pond. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, ben Simmons, officially out, of course. We are seeing uh, the Boomers. Good news is Matisse Thibel yeah. is on his way in the that next day or two, so that is great news. Uh, Brock off, and for reasons a hell of a lot more important than, than basketball, Isaac Humphries is rehabbing. He's out, of course. Ben Simmons officially is out. Now, I just want to say this, and you boys spoke about this last week with Jack Kevin when it was rumoured that Ben Simmons wasn't going to go there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have different motivations and desires in life, and it's, it's all made up of what you're doing, where you want to go, and whatever it might be. It might be financially, it might be something else. There's a lot of criticism towards Ben Simmons for this decision. He just doesn't have, an un- he doesn't have that dying desire to play for Australia. He just doesn't. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of people, like, for us to represent your country and for a lot of people out there, it is the be-all and end-all. And look, Joe Ingalls and Paddy Mills do that on a regular basis. But for Ben Simmons, it is not a priority for him. I did see the quote from Brian Gorgian who said he wants to be a part of the future. I'm not huge on that because he has shown in the past that playing for Australia isn't a monstrous priority in his basketball life. And I'm 100% for that. Like, we can't make the decisions for him. He's on $190 million a year and playing the NBA should be his priority. Mm. But I just think people get caught up in what they think is the best thing to do and clearly Ben Simmons, for him, it's a little lower. Yeah, I mean, I think they're mm. fair comments and, you know, and I, I agree with you. I will say, though, I, would th- I think that if things had have played out differently mm. to finish the playoffs yeah. for him, he would have played for the Boomers. I think Gorgian hit the nail on the head when he said yeah. things are pretty rough for him right now and I think how that finished up changed things for Ben Simmons.